welcome back to the AOT Chronicles of Attack on Titan podcast. I'm your host, Ronnie. And I'm Chaz Mania. And tonight, we are here to cover AOT Season 4, Episode 26, Episode 85, Traitor. Traitor. How the heck you doing? I'm doing great, Ronnie. How are you doing today? I'm alright. What'd you think of the episode? Solid. Very solid. I enjoyed it. I actually enjoyed it the second time through more okay. than I did the first. Alright, here's, you know what? I'm a true podcaster. This was definitely one of my least favorite episodes of the season. Okay. The second half of the second half of it had some good stuff for sure. Um, I don't want to get ahead of myself. We'll talk to those moments when we get to it. But tonight was the first time in the beginning of the episode, especially, I felt a little sense of like, okay, you guys might be stretching this out a little bit so you can yeah. do a movie to wrap it all up. I could see that. I also. I kind of felt like like that on the last couple. Yeah. Um, I mean, those were necessary. It's definitely right. necessary, but I could see the first half of this where you would think that. Second half, I thought was... It was hmm. Last episode, I thought some people would say that, but yeah. like you said, I thought it was completely necessary for mm-hmm. the, this group to be fighting going forward. I was like, we needed these talks, and I was kind of ready to be like, all right, we're all good. And then we start this episode with a little bit more of it in kind of a different way, and I just, but there's a there's a few things. Um, do you have a recap? I do. I have a Chad's recap of the day. Everyone is just, some people are addicted to them. Some people come, they listen to the first five minutes of the podcast for the recap, and then they get the heck out of Dodge. I would love to know what some people you're talking about because I've oh, never met these people. My inbox is and just our mentions are full of people just like your inbox sc- scratching their neck, being like, "No recap the last week. What happened?" People are literally DMing you oh, saying, "Where's Chad's recap?" Because so no one's DMs, DM me. So many DMs. Not a single one of them a female. <sighs> well, yeah, I can definitely see that. Um, I do have one. It's probably very bad. Well, yeah, some people would say it's kind of interesting that, um, you know, you claim that you only do these on important episodes. Do you feel like we need to recap? Last episode, 95% of it took place around a campfire. Yeah, so everything I thought that was felt super important. pretty contained. Yeah. There was some important stuff. But I, like I said before, you're winning me over with the recaps. And whenever you're ready, go ahead. Well, well here's the thing about last episode. It did take place mm-hmm. within a campfire. Not much, you know, not really much went on action-wise. Well, it wasn't like in the campfire. It was around the campfire. So just you're right. They, uh, you're right. I guess they would have probably died if they were in the campfire. Hot conditions but, inside the campfire. I think. But there was a lot that happened that I think people need to remember. Okay, that's yeah. why I do this. And let me hit this vape. Hey, it's your part. It's your podcast too. Whenever you feel like there's a need for a recap, you do the recap. So guys, if I don't do one. Stop asking Ronnie. Stop DMing him saying, hey, Mm -hmm. uh, because I'm sure they say something along the lines of, hey, can you slap Chaz and tell him to remember to do the recap? Was it something like that? Hey, It's definitely something. Sometimes someone will put a gif with it. Uh, And also coming soon, it's this other new segment that we've been trying out. It's called Ronnie Reviews Chaz Recap. Stay tuned for that. So I've got this C-R-O-T-D coming up soon as I'm ready. Chat's a recap of the day for people who don't speak right. that kind of language. I have not reread this. As I've said before, I write this down in a matter of 45 seconds. Probably has a bunch of misspells. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably very bad, but I'm going to read it as fast as possible. It's part of the allure to the Chad's recap, and honestly, you've done pretty well with so many of them so far. I'm waiting for that big speed bump. It's coming eventually. <sighs> oh, it, uh, 
I have a feeling it's coming this episode. Okay. okay? And I'm, right. my heart's pumping, but let's see how he does. I'm here for it. I drank some caffeine before we did this, so I'm ready. Okay, I'm not stalling at all. Nope. I'm not trying to read it subconsciously while I'm talking to you. You would never. I'm ready. Some people already say, why do you guys do an hour and a half podcast on a 20-minute show? This adds that time. Why do we do it? I don't know. Let's see what you got. Jean Day dreams about fornication and gentrification with Mikasa. Good luck, bro. That Dr. Gigi's lady. Everything will end well with him. Hanji says genocide is bad. Hanji says she's teamed up with a titan with a fat cheeks and big bald Magath. We enter the forest with the stew crew. Name credit via Ronnie. Magath is mad because his granny was a victim of the Great Titan War. Bunch of tree branches. Annie threatens Mikasa for not threatening to kill Dr. Gigi, who in return threatens Annie for threatening for her not over threatening to kill Dr. George Stephanopoulos. More facts come out to prove once again Yelena's one crazy mammoth of a woman. I wonder if she ever got that Zeke meat. Reiner tells Jean he lost his appetite when he saw Marco get eaten in half. More bunches of tree branches. Jean gives a good old-fashioned slugging to Sad Lad Reiner and sick liver kick to him and his cuzzo. Stu Krug rides off to find that the Jaegeris choo-chooed ahead to the port. King Flock, or Quintuplet F, as some people call him, has Lady Ask Me About Chorizos hostage. End of recap. All right. <laughs> now here's the thing about the Ronnie segment. Ronnie reviews Chad's recap of the week or day. You you do. You get through it so quick that I try and hold on to every word, but it goes by me so quickly. It's hard. Um, it's I had I had a lot of big words in this one. It was you tough. You did. And you stumbled a little bit on the choo-choo line, which was unfortunate because it was a good line. I like that. <laughs> it was like you kind of didn't know what you were going for because you only... You didn't reread it, uh-huh. but it was the note was they choo chewed ahead, right? They choo chewed ahead, yes. Yeah, yeah. And, and I to think, the port. and correct me if I'm wrong, but when you were reading it, you kind of almost thought that they were chewing. I did, I did, because I spelled it C H E W. You, mm-hmm. yep. you paused. Yep. yep, I knew that's what happened. And then I also loved the mention of the tree branches because they were plentiful. Last but episode. see, it all it all made sense because we have the stew crew and then the choo choo, mm-hmm. so you could use it as a punny. Thank you for giving me the name credit. Uh, yep. You ran out of breath in the middle of it. I did. I won't take a whole lot of points off that as a man with asthma. <laughs> you just run out of breath. Sometimes. I think I said gentrification gentrification earlier, mm-hmm. and I meant genetification with Mikasa. Right. Um, that was another mishap. You called yourself on that, that one. I didn't. I didn't notice it. Um, I'm giving it a ninety. Was this higher than last week's? I don't. Well, last week you didn't do one, so yes. Okay. Uh, and then the one previous to that, I want to say, how many have you done? Three or four? Three, oh, right? I don't know. Three or four. I remember a B, and then one got a ninety-two. I do, but we'll have to get our archivist on it. There's a lot of people paying attention to this stuff, but I believe that was like your second highest score. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you for giving me an A. Probably because you shouted me out, and I really appreciated that. What do you say we get into this episode? Yeah, what are your initial thoughts on, I know we talked about if it was good or not, but I want to hear. <laughs> Thank God, because if you ask me my general thoughts on the episode, I was going to worry about your level of brain damage. No, no. My initial shot <laughs> shots. My initial thoughts on this were someone in this episode that I'm a fan of got cheap shotted and I won't I do not want to hear any slander about it. We're gonna get to it. I just wanted to say that before we begin this. 
because I know there's going to be people out there that are slandering. What were you asking me about? You said, what are your thoughts? And then your initial um, on some of the events that happened. I want, cause I wanted to say mine right here. And yeah. that is do not slander someone that gets cheap shotted mm-hmm. by someone that's possibly weaker than them. We don't know. Yeah, but no, I hated. I hated when they cheap shot Flock. I've been with that guy since day one. Love that guy. Can't get enough of him. So we open up with Theo getting the lay of the land through. What are these called again? It's not a pair of binoculars. It's just one. Is it a monocular? It is a monocular. Yes. So he's looking through a monocular. No, it's a. Uh, I thought it was a. a uh, not a tethoscope. What is it called? Telescope. Telescope. Yeah. But does a telescope not have to have legs? To like keep them grounded. You might be right. I, I always thought, that's thought of a, a tripod. Tel- yeah, but I thought like a telescope. It's like a um. Mm, I'm trying. To I don't think know. For all example, the scientists, but... for all the scientists that are listening to this pod, please uh please let us know on this. Yeah, it's true. A, a telescope. I don't. I just don't think that that's because that. I guess a lot of telescopes too. They've got that scientist stuff going on where you actually look down into it and through mirrors to zoom in on it it do you know what i'm talking about be with me you ever seen when someone looks down on a telescope they're not like this and this is terrible podcasting but they're more like this but then they're looking that way you know what i mean and i got so close to the mic there oh my god my voice is gonna be so loud all right so i'm gonna call this a monocular which is definitely the right term glad we got that out of the way the jaegerist Let's move on to the second minute of the episode. Actually, the bad thing, we're still in the first minute of the episode. The Jaegerists have this place surrounded. Hanji's shocked flock took action so quickly. Which, I mean, this guy has got some kahunas on him. Okay? I am too. The fact that this guy wasn't in the cart titan's mouth along with the other three people that was able to scoop up and Jean pushed him out of the way is just such lunacy that I'm still mad about. Theo says it's over if they destroy the flying boat, so why haven't they? But Hanji points out how long it would take to rebuild such tech as a flying boat. Like, come on. You think we just... Yeah. They've only got a couple of them, and maybe this is the only one. And I feel like Flock is so arrogant that he's like, oh, if they're coming after it, he's like, I'm I'm not going to wait to blow it up now. I'm going to wait to the last second. A flying boat is not like an episode of the podcast Chronicles, which takes little to no thought. Anyone can churn one out at any time. You can't just go rebuild a flying boat from memory. You need blueprints. You you need mechanics. If you think about it, though, if Flock was smarter, okay? Mm -hmm. We know he's not the smartest of guys. He's just, you know, he's King Flock. He would blow it up instantly because there's no way that they would be able to... No one could stop Aaron if this flying boat's gone. Right. Absolutely no one. There's no. There's not any... What's it called left? There's not any airships from Marley that are left on this island where they could possibly take that. Literally, this is the only thing that will let them get away. Well, yes, but no. Yes, but no? Okay, give me an example of how they would fly up to Aaron then, Dr. Gigi. Well, they could still get across the sea. We know that there's zeppelins and stuff. It would just put the plan back many much time. Okay, many much time. Many many much time the plan would be backed, but... If the Colossals are really in the water, wouldn't they be very close to stomping out those airships? 
the, it's a big world, you know. If they go in this direction, okay, my true. team's going to go in that direction. Okay. <laughs> it's like you get to where they branch off, and you can either go into the flattened out, uh, you know, desert place, or you can go to this stuff where it doesn't look like footprints have gone yet. That's true. It's going to take. That is right. How many? It would take probably weeks. I feel like we've seen like a, a map of the island. The island is very small compared to everything else. Yeah. So the fact that that island was still very big in you know comparison to all the colossal titans walking, they got a lot to stop. It's yeah. gonna take you know this is weeks. not a two day excursion. What are you fourteen days to stop the world? I'm thinking a month. Yeah, I could see it. Do that. They don't need, you know, I don't know, the, or I know they don't need to eat, but... Well, have you ever seen those speed walking competitions, though? They're just made of muscle. they got to regain some muscle at some point if they just keep walking. It's... I think, have you ever seen the speed walking competitions? <sighs> don't insult me like that. Of course, I'm okay. very into speed walking. I think if he could somehow tap into that, make them think it's like a competition yeah. with his minions, the Colossals, they could somehow get that speed walking form going, get, make it happen a little faster. I ever seen a speed walk. As if I don't know, Yaga Makuzi is the three-time defending speed walking champion. Idiot. So, she also says, also, why they wouldn't want to blow up this flying ship, they're perfect to make sure that the mainland is actually empty. We don't have any hiding, any people hiding out. That's true. That is true, because, like you said, there's many airships elsewhere if people were smart, they knew the rumbling was coming. They would literally hop on an airship and fly to, to Paradis, the only place that's not going to be stopped. Yeah. But, I mean, she does know that Flock is a pretty smart guy. So the moment that he realizes that they're all here, he will not hesitate to blow it up. And she says it's even going to be hard to stop him when we even have some of the nine. And that was the first time I really realized. I was like, damn, we actually have a lot of titans with this yes. little group. Like, you got Armin, Annie, Reiner, Peak, Peak, Four. That's You're almost halfway there. And Aaron's got, like, seven of them by himself. So, like, <laughs> there's not that many people out there. That... What are they missing? So, they've got four. Aaron has 19 of them. <laughs> uh, the only other one would be... Oh, they got five. Falco's the fucking jaw type. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that guy. Yeah, so the math completely adds up, right? They have five, and Dr. Gigi has three. He has 17. He has seven. No, he has four. He has four. Right. Well, yeah, because he's got Zeke under his armpit. <laughs> yeah. Wow. All right, so we're winning so the we fight. Five versus four. Five versus four. Let's okay. go. Theo starts to make a point, but is totally aghast as he looks up to the sky. Um... I guess this is supposed to be steam. I don't know how well they portrayed that. Chaz, you caught it right at the end when you were like, oh, I guess that's steam. I kind of was just like, oh, no, he's right. We are dealing with partly cloudy conditions. This is going to be a bitch and a half to get you this You thought done. it was going to start raining, didn't you? Yeah. I was, <laughs> like, I was like, if it starts raining right now and we're trying to complete this mission, we're going to have one hell of a time. I thought the same thing at first, and then I used my... Uh... 5D mm -hmm. brain skills and yeah. realized, oh, that's steam. I mean, we saw how well packed those wagons are, but we knew they forgot something. What that was, raincoats. Yep. So I was definitely nervous. Thank God it was just steam. And then we go to, into the OP. So we come out. 
Annie thinks we gotta kill them all at once. Clean sweep. Yeah. No messing around. You know what would do, do that? Armin just goes nuclear. Yeah, exactly. He kills all of them and blows up the boat. Well, I was gonna, like, mission accomplished. That's what I was going to say. They go, all right, Armin, just go nuke the place. Watch out for the boat, though. Try and <laughs> <laughs> make sure you nuke it in a way that where it just kind of goes around the boat. Yeah. But no, this is when we kick off the part of the episode where all of our faves are really passionate about saving their good friends, such as Flock, Daz, and some dude named Samuel. The Dasmanian Devil. He's back. Oh, yeah, we got a lot to get into. And he straight up says, why should we care about them? Good question. Yeah. Samuel. I literally, Samuel, I remember him from season one. He's in one of the first ten episodes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure he takes a bite out of bread and has like one speaking line. But I that's think, fine. That's fine. I think he was at the Sasha meat scene. Yep. And I did look up just to make sure that when we did this and we just completely ripped on Samuel all episode, which is what I plan on doing. I don't know how you feel about it. People weren't going to come back and be like, well, you got you guys literally podcasters on the whole uh, series and you guys don't even remember how crucial, crucial Samuel was in some of the conversations that he had with Connie. So to make sure that didn't happen, I did do some research and I've got a great little nugget that you are just going to eat you got some up research. You couldn't even find anything. <laughs> there was not much to read through. <laughs> it took about 30 seconds. Um, but Peek says, she does say the Azamabitos dying would be a problem because we need their tech and the mechanics that go along with it. I call them the nerds. Good, Cool, yeah. Anya Capone is kind of a jack-of-all-trades. He's very confident in his ability to pilot a flying boat. Wait, I mean, a flying boat. I mean, after the fixed cannons, when I didn't double down back in Season 1 and put all my stock into them, they ended up being great, like always. You always got to trust your gut. That's how you get out of bad investments. You start talking about them with people, and other people, like Ronnie, yourself, you're like, oh, no, fixed cannons, terrible investment. I said it was a great one. Ended up being terrific. I should have put all my money after fixed cannon fiasco. I should have put it all on flying boats. Here's the thing about fixed cannons is they got bought out by a much larger company. And, and I, I foresaw that coming. Right. Um, but you'd sold. So that's a shame. Now, the thing Hoddle. is, don't even... I see where you're going. Don't buy stock in the flying boat. You could ne- you'd probably sail the thing. Well, that, that's the good thing about a flying boat. You could sail it or fly it. You wouldn't know how to fly it. You'd try and sail it. But then he talks, so he's like, oh, yeah, I could fly a flying boat. And then he talks about training and stuff and how he needs the mechanics and they were going to have a little session on maintenance. And so I don't know if he can fly this thing or not. Yeah. It was very confusing. Just give him a five-minute crash course on flying a boat. He's like, yeah, I could fly that thing, but we've got to keep the mechanics alive because I was supposed to go through a lengthy training regime with them. And if I don't get that, I don't know if I can fly that thing. So Annie's on board. She says, okay, don't kill the asthma and ketos, but also not the Jaegerists who are holding them hostage. Huh? How do we do that? Yep. And Jean says, yeah, if that's possible. I mean, we've known them since we were cadets. We've got some good memories. He's like, I got two yearbooks just chock full with signatures from those guys down there. Yeah, and uh, the Tasmanian Devil, they had a great snowstorm with them. Think about that. They sat around a campfire during the snowy season with Daz. A lot of memories can happen and yeah. stuff like that. 
I know no one already, no one remembers him. So pull up a picture of Samuel and tell me that's not the type of guy to write hags on your in your yearbook. <laughs> Have a great summer. Everyone remembers Daz though. Yeah, Daz is the kind of guy. Who can we? Fr- can you believe Daz is back? We got no. Daz again. Oh. Daz is so unsure of himself. He starts to write his name and then he spelled it wrong, so he marks it, crosses yeah. it out, and then tries again. God, that fucking guy. Yeah, people that rhyme with Daz suck too. So Andy, she's getting a little frustrated by these paradisey people, and she says, uh, "Gets a little sassy." Says, "Let's hear it, Armin. Got any grand plans like when you cornered me?" And for yeah. those who don't remember. That plan did not go particularly well. I feel like if Armin cornered her now, he would want to do a little something else. Alrighty. Just like like when he tried to corner her in that basement while she was crystalled up. He had her cornered in an ice cube, but we're not talking about that. Peek says we either wipe them out or lose the boat. And Connie, oh my god, he's a whole lot to handle for me this episode. Oh, Everyone I love Connie this episode. my view on Connie. One of my favorites this episode. He gets very passionate, saying we were supposed to save people, and we're going to start with killing people. It's not a bad point. It's just a point that I didn't want to eat at this point in time. You not wanting to eat at a point in time is very, that's how I know you don't like Connie. I know. I know. And he said, okay, you guys, you're right. You shouldn't have to do that. Um, unlike you, or unlike us, you probably wouldn't have destroyed that wall that day. It's like, callback. What? Come on, what are we doing here? We gotta move you forward. Know, you know who would, though? The guy that Reiner's thinking of right here. Yeah. <laughs> and this was something, too. Reiner has been pretty quiet until Annie says that, and he thinks back to his chat with Aaron back in Liberio. When Aaron said, I'm the same as you. And he goes, is that what he meant? And did you understand what's going on? What, what is happening? I don't... I think he's... I think what? that's what he was saying. He was like, Aaron's like, I'm the same as you. I would keep moving forward. That's what Reiner did. He kept moving forward. He destroyed a wall, killed innocent people. Guess what Aaron's doing? He's moving forward, destroying walls, and killing innocent people. They're the same. I think Reiner, I think he's got some brain. I'm worried about him. I'm very worried about him. I mean, he doesn't look nearly as good as he used to. I'll give you that. So uh, he says, yeah, you guys, you don't have to fight. Watch from a safe place with Gabby and Falco. And so Connie, who gets what he wants, then says, and just watch you guys slaughter each other? What, Connie, what what do you want? And hey, Annie's not going to have any problems with that. We've seen her just stomp some people out. Jean wonders if this is even a problem Titans can solve. And Hanji slides in trying to save the day with a badass slide. She says, I have no intention of spectating. Um, badass line. Yes, her and Maggoth make a great team. They slid in like they were at a slip and slide fiesta. And Hanji Zoe, badass woman. A trifecta of badass. Thank God for her. I was getting restless, yeah. and she came in, slid into the show to save the day. I would give her permission to uh, to get with Maggie. That's the one guy I think. She's, you're very passionate about that um, relationship. It's the third time you brought up that fake relationship in as many episodes. Good for you. 
She says the Jaegerists have killed four already. We think that she's talking about ass and machitos? Yeah, I would think that she's talking about the anal and... That one did not land. A good I try. Hey, I, I appreciate time. it. You know, trying for it. I felt well. I felt dirty saying anal, and then yeah. I was gonna say you know chorizos it's again. Pretty but gross. I, I said that in the recap. I said, "Ask me about chorizos." Not and very mature. Remember the guy that yelled at us on YouTube. Be more mature. Yeah, I'm sorry. Take the job more yeah. seriously. I do need to take this more seriously. And maybe he'll cough up the five bucks. All right. I, for I, the patron. I need that five. I need that five. He doesn't like the banter. We'll, Stick to the facts. We'll do anything for that five. Possibly anal. So, what was I talking about? She's got no... She's not spectating. Um, Jaegers, they've killed four. She says she saw Titans crossing the sea. And with the speed they were going, they've probably already landed on Marley. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. That's... uh. That's kind of um, scary to think about that they're already stomping people out. Yeah, she's sure the closest cities are already destroyed. Uh, <laughs> when she said that, oh, I, I was thinking, you know, they're gonna catch up to them. Maybe a few civilians will die. And once she said that, I was like, I, do it, say it again, say your, uh oh, I think a lot of people are gonna die. Who knew they would cross the sea so quickly? Not me. I'm calling bullshit. You ever tried walking in a pool quickly? Oh, I think they're faster in water. I think they're aquatic. I mean, I'm starting to think it's like something about they cool down and they're, become more yeah. n- n- uh, nimble is they're the word I'm looking for. colossals, I think. We see and they're just like full on. Um, what is the stroke where the breast normal stroke. one? No, but the breaststroke is slower than what is the like the full out... Oh, that's the traditional stroke. How do I not know the name? Is it just... I just said that. It's just the traditional stroke. Yes. I don't believe that's true. Well, I think you're full of it. I don't think you know swim moves. Okay. Um, so they're doing the traditional stroke, and they're just getting there very quickly. Theo goes and gets rough and tough with Yelena. I don't know what happened, but he got triggered by her. Seemed oh, he little, got triggered because yeah. he realized that people in Marley are getting stomped out right now. Yeah, but he was already up. He must have saw that when Han, you think Hanji saw it and didn't tell him, and then he's just hearing about it now. He's getting pissed off. It seemed a little uncalled See, for. See, you but, didn't like this first half. I love Magus doing this right here. Oh, I love this part. She wasn't expecting it. Well, you know, he's he stomps on, like, the thigh arm. What is that part of the arm? And, you know, you got your oh, forearm. Okay, you're saying she's got a thigh arm. She's a big lady. We get it. She's got big well, arms. Well, I mean, I got thigh arms for sure, but there's the forearm. What is this called? I've never seen someone, like, purposely break that bone. You know what I'm the, saying? Uh, what is it? Just the bicep? Like, that's not the bone. Like, what is... Got... Yeah, he kind of stepped on, like, the bicep slash shoulder area. He's, no, it he's... wasn't the shoulder area. That is my close point. to it. It was the thigh of the arm. He was stepping right here. Here. Right on her. So, but didn't he just separate her shoulder by forcing it backwards? Maybe I don't know. I mean, it couldn't. It, she was on a rock. She was against a hard surface. It couldn't be forced backward. I think he was breaking the bone. Oof! I don't know what that bone's called. I'm not a bone therapist. Um, Owie, that's one thing I'm pretty confident about. He says, "Don't be scared. I won't kill you." She says, with just the craziest of faces. That's a relief. I changed my mind. I want to see how this ends. 
If you take me with you, I might tell you where Aaron went. She doesn't know. What is what is this? You what is this? You don't think she knows? Why the fuck would she know? I think she knows. Why would she know? Ugh, Ronnie, Ronnie, Ronnie. The whole point... The whole plan was for him to meet up with Zeke and cut off uh, yes. everyone's testes. Well, yes, yeah. cut off their testes and cut out their ovaries. There was no That's location. What, that was the plan, and then they were assembling a sample size run, rumbling to save the island, and she directed him and said, here is the mainland, here is where you're going to be fully directed to do your sample size rumbling, so that is where she knows. She told him about all the mainland geography. No, okay? I think she's a cocky bitch. She doesn't know. All she's got is a broken thigh arm, and she's laughing like a crazy person. Put her down. Yeah, we I wouldn't don't mind it. need her anymore. How would you want her to go out? Oh, what is she? I mean, I really don't care at this point. She... I just... Onya Capone, like I said, jack of all trades. If you could see his characteristics, 75s across the board. With what I believe, room to grow. All right? Yeah. So if we give him... A special badge and say, hey, you are the new whatever Yelena was. He's going. His morale's going to improve. His stats are going to improve. We don't need her anymore. Well, I think we only have that guy around because he can fly. I think you're grossly underestimating his knowledge. He's not much of a fighter, but did you see him back uh, on Paradise when he was making blueprints? Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it I is forgot a good about point. the blueprints. You did forget about it, and it is a good point. Let's move on. Hanji and Anya Capone, they calm down. My boy Theo says, she's not worth it. Let's go. We got other things to worry about. And then he looks up to see Gabby mm -hmm. doing something. This was another weird part. What is going on? This is Maggoth looking up at Gabby. He did this last episode. And what the fuck was she doing? I don't know what she was doing, but I know <laughs> the feeling. She was like, oh. he was like, really? This kid is acting like they're on a playground. While yeah. we're doing all this right it's here. It's exactly what this is. <laughs> this is exactly when my mom would take Travis and I to the department stores. And we would hide in the middle of the hangers at the at the clothing racks. And then like a worker would walk by and we'd hide thinking we were all sneaky. They knew we were in oh, there. Yeah. And they were like just pissed off that we were doing that. Because we were knocking stuff but off here hangers. He, here he racks does. He saw her. He saw her playing like she was climbing the monkey bars. And he's thinking... The guilt comes back to him like he did last episode. He's like, by God, he said, this is how he said it too, this is in his head. By God, I did that to them children. I brainwashed them. He's like, wow, I created a monster like Gabby, and now she's an innocent little girl. You know what? I'm going to apologize to the crew, the whole I, stew crew. I love the uh, Southern draw. Um, whatever this was, it makes him apologize to the Paradise part of the stew crew. Says he was a fool to bring up justice and he was desperate, desperately trying to justify his actions. He says none of you are to blame. This was a big man move, a big respectful move. It you is. Know. Um, good for him. He says it's wrong to make you bear the sins of the past due to your race. And he then turns to the Marlian warriors, that part of the Stu crew, and says you shouldn't have had to endure, endure the world's hatred your whole lives. However, it's our duty to remember this blood-stained history to educate those in the future. We've the had a lot of good dad moments in this show. We have. Can it we was in this moment I decided if Thea lived in our time and our world, what he would be. I want to hear what you think he'd be. A fighter pilot? Nope. 
a not with a speech like that, not with a talk like that. And kindergarten teacher, close. You ready? Yep. And you're gonna love how much I nail this. A history teacher that's also an assistant football coach. Oh yes, <laughs> yes. And oh he's my god, definitely the defensive coordinator. He loves drinking coffee no, out sorry. of. Sorry, he's what? the offensive coordinator. I changed my oh, mind. Oh, wow, you're there. giving him a coordinator. I was thinking more like a linebacker coach. That, um, that's a good one, too. He'd either be a linebacker coach or the offensive coordinator. We know he's good with weapons. He's one of the best artillerymen. Yeah. So maybe, you know, he's he's a previous quarterback, slash, but he wasn't good enough to be quarterback, but he knows, like, the, the details behind the game. He's also he's he's a little bit down right now because this, this team hasn't been doing very good. The he, old head coach got fired. They're bringing in this new hotshot guy. The boosters provided a little bit of money. They're bringing this guy in from another good program, yep. and he's worried because he doesn't know if he's – the new coach is going to bring in his own team or if he's going to interview him and see if he wants him to stick around. Yep. So he's a little 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 stressed out. He's also drinking from a Yeti. And he's taking um, it out. At 2 p.m. He's taking it out on his uh, history students as well. But he also does have a weird passion for history. Like everyone, when they first get the class, they're like, oh, it's Coach McGath. We're going to be fine. Like, he's just going to be worried about football games. But no, then you get in there, and he's got some extensive PowerPoints yeah. ready to go. And he's slightly biased to the past. Mm-hmm. Like, he, he's almost, like, he, he reads the textbooks, and he's like, well, no, actually this right here. And he's one of those guys. He's like, no, this is what I think. Yep. Slightly biased. And on his book, Autobiography from Nick Saban, for sure. Yes. All right, let's move on. I think we fucking nailed that. Yep. So this hell won't end until we turn from senseless killing. He then gives a genuine bow and tells the Paradises to just this once look the other way until the senseless bloodshed is over. A moment passes. That was a cool bow. It was. He got low. Yeah. uh, Yeah, I was thinking, for being such an old man, he's got some stretchy hamstrings. And the Paradises, they just let this hang for... Like, let my guy stand up. He's going to cause a crick somewhere. I mean, no bent knees. Um, Does he do yoga? He might. He might have. He's one of those tough guys that secretly does yoga, too. I mean, but (laughs) here I said we were done with it. But after, you know, school and then football practice... His wife doesn't get much time, so where they really share and bond is uh, over dinner and then on the weekends for morning yoga. Yeah. We have got this man figured out. Um, Armin finally lets him stand back up normally because he says, I refuse. I won't stand by with clean hands. Not exactly what Theo wanted to hear, but I think he respects it. Sure. He does respect it. What do you think about Armin saying that? Uh, I liked it. I liked it. Because out of all the ones who were kind of like freaking out about all these people and how they didn't want to kill him, Armin never really said shit. And I respect yeah. that. Because, I mean, and if you think about it too, he really has. None of these other people have technically killed innocents or, you know, slashed their friends. Armin has blown up an entire port while killing children. An entire port? He already killed um, one of Kenny's crew. when yeah, shot um, him right in the head. Yeah, when Jean... You know, faltered. Is faltered a word? Yeah. I think, I think, yeah. Did I use it right? Yeah. I think so, right? 
Dude, don't doubt yourself. I'm you just a little perfect. worried. Sometimes I try and use big words. It doesn't work out. But I'm a walking dictionary. You, you don't want to just You can say, ask me anything about words. When you do these podcasts, you don't want to say the same thing over and over again. You want to mix it up a little bit. My diction is not fiction. Inside, Flock is getting horny because of steam. Everyone's got a kink. He says everyone is screwed, yeah. including Hizaru. And he tells Kiyomi she needs to not worry about that and start focusing on the island. He then references Hizaru's finest engineers. The finest we, nerds. Finest engineers as we pan across a table of very sweaty and distraught Asian men dressed to the nines. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the glass. I think it's the glasses that really got me on well, the And list. only a couple are wearing glasses, but the other is just very, they're very distraught and sweating through these suits. Mm-hmm. And the Jaegerist some the, of here's are, the thing the smoothness of Flock's voice sometimes makes him seem like he's a good guy oh he's, he's, so, he's got yeah. that down pat he's so smooth right <sighs> there was a guy at the end of the table that was kind of buying into what he said he even put his hands on uh Lady Lady Hizaru is what I'm gonna call her right Lady now Lady Kiyomi yeah um he, oh my god did your mom whoa. just fall <laughs> I hope not it's so weird that, that is, she's She's in the top floor I of the penthouse. I really hope she's not using the stairs. But yeah, he actually puts his hands on Lady Kiyomi's shoulders and gives her a little whisper. And I wonder if she's, you know, she, she's she, a little nervous. Not nervous and isn't, oh, is this guy going to kill me? But she's like, what is this guy going to do? Because I could see Flock being the type. He seems like kind of the bastard that would try to do something to an old lady. Okay. All right, don't know what you're talking about. Be careful. Let's move on. As always, Jaegerists are dragging out bodies, getting blood all over the place. No way it's coming out of that rug. Civilization is going to be narrowed down into one island. Can we please keep it clean? I know. I mean, they need, they, and they, well, they have those, uh, those nerds. They could come out with a good bleach or something that could probably get it it's out. just this looks like a very nice room you know it overlooks the the sea why if you're gonna feel like you're gonna shoot someone do this down in the barracks you know we don't Dude, need that, it that's a good point the the port um it looks awesome we haven't even talked about that it looks great they it took them what they've they've known about it for four years so they took them about four years to build this port right and some would argue with four years maybe they should have it should be even nicer yeah, but they had fights and battles, so maybe they didn't have time for all that. That's true. That's true. I'm just very passionate about architecture, and so I just would have liked to see some more creativity shown. It's pretty standard. Um, Kiyomi says, I hate to bust your bubble, but if you think Paradise Island will be safe now, I'm afraid you're dead wrong, buddy. I think she said buddy, which I was like, whoa. Mm-hmm. He's red-haired. You do not want to test his temper. Yeah. He does she not says, have a soul. <laughs> she says the world will shrink, that's all. You'll still continue to kill each other. Yeah. And, Especially with someone in charge like Flock Forster. <laughs> and Flock's always one step ahead, and I completely believe him here. He's like, yeah, that's what I was thinking. He's like, I, he's, all, he's like, you said that, I already thought yeah. about that. <laughs> he's like, me and Aaron already talked about that ten months ago. He's like, that's so silly. He says, but it's very important to know one's place. As he puts a gun to her head and says... We don't need Hizaru's technology. And that's where I'm going to slide it yeah. on over to you. I like to think right here, too, in the back of his mind, he's like, we actually do need their technology because his grand plan, the reason he hasn't blown up the boat yet, is because he was planning on flying it up to Aaron 
and trying to get that smooch that he never got yeah. back in the past. Exactly. So I think in the back of his mind, he's like, oh, God, I really hope we don't have to blow up this boat. I need it. Just lays at night, lays awake at night just thinking of that smooch. What do you think if Aaron told Flock to do pretty much anything, he would do it? Yep. If he said, kiss my feet. Yep. I think so, too. I mean, look at look at what he's done just this half season. What is the request that he would say that Flock's like, no, that's... No, you've gone too far. <laughs> so, right as he starts to pull the trigger, we get Armin yelling at Flock from outside. He tells Flock that the cart is with the armored titan and they're swimming away. They went south. And so Flock has zero idea. I, I noticed, too, when Armin says this, Flock has zero idea that Annie is back. Like, I mean, he would have no way of knowing, but that's definitely an ace up their sleeve that would be like, oh, fuck, the female Titan's here too? I mean, does Flock even know who Annie is? Yeah. How? Uh, I mean, he was back back in the day. He was a part of that, the Scouts. What noise did you just I make? Just burned, that was, sorry. oh, it sounded like your throat was under such, <laughs> such pressure. Back in the day, he was part of the Scouts, and do you think Flock wouldn't know that a key possession. The cadets, you mean? The cadets, sorry. Back in the day, he well, he was part of the scouts, too. I guess he's still a part of the scouts. Yeah, but he wasn't scouts. part of the scouts when she Until was, right? Until season three. But yeah, but he would know that they were keeping her underground. It's not like at the end of it, they, it wasn't a secret anymore by season three or whatever. Yeah. They were probably... They were probably telling like people like Flock all the stuff going on well, inside the, the you forget that him him and Aaron had a talk 10 months ago <laughs> they were probably keeping flock up to date on all the happenings and going on Armin then tells him that we need the flying boat to catch up with them or they'll get away and so he puts the the pressure on flock and says why didn't you chase them i love how he said that to flock he's like why didn't you just chase them right. what are you doing hey, also, I wanted to touch on Armin's acting job because I think, you know, I'd like to survey that. He needs to be careful. It was very shouty, which they were far away, but you don't want to be typecast as a yeller. Yeah, I agree. And then he tells him that they killed Jean and Anya Capone. He also says, send the mechanics out here pronto, which yep. was a mistake. They should have known something was up as soon as he said pronto. Pro I know. You can't use the word pronto if you're being undercover. People say ASAP, Armin. When you yeah. say pronto, I go, all right, and this guy's, this guy's trying to two-time me. Yep. Like, if I... Think about this. Remember when your girlfriend cheated on you? You talk about it on the podcast a lot because you're still not completely over mm -hmm. it, even though it happened four years ago? Yeah. How many times for you, like, hey, when are you, when are you going to be over? And she'd be like, oh, I'll be there pronto. <laughs> More than I would, well, I'm willing to say. It's always over text too. That's when you knew it wasn't happening. Yeah, as he tells Flock to send the mechanics pronto, uh, him and Connie start running to the boat to see none other than the Dasmanian devil himself and Samuel. So I looked up Samuel. The only thing worth mentioning that I found was that he was, quote, a member of the 104th Cadet Corps. And Keith Sadie's made fun of him for having a stupid name. 
I think I remember that. You remember that, that? Yeah. This guy sucks. Yeah. If Keith Sadie say, says you have a stupid name, you got a stupid name. Okay? Keith Sadie sniffed him out from the very beginning. Yeah. Also, Daz, he looks like he is part Titan. He does. He does. Like, he I'm was, not even kidding. His father found a way to impregnate a Titan, and then Daz came yeah. to be. He literally looks like how you would think he would look after not seeing him for four years. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to describe him as well. Um, but yeah, they were part of, I put here, I remember Samuel's name being said maybe one time. And so they're part of the old training crew. Uh, when we talked about it in the beginning, it was the, like, it was exactly went through my mind. I heard Samuel. I barely remembered Samuel and the way they were talking to him. And I was like, Oh no, does, is this just like a, a blind spot that I have? Are we going to get in trouble because we don't know Samuel? No, this guy. He, and I'd love to rewatch like the first ten episodes to see how many times he's actually mentioned too. It's a shame, yeah, that we weren't watching with Travis after we saw this. So when Samuel was on screen, we could be like, "Now remember this guy. Yeah. He's very important." And then when Travis said something about him, we'd be like, "You didn't remember Samuel?" And right. acted like it was a big deal. That yeah. He didn't or in season three, when he's like, "Hey, where's that Samuel guy? You told me he was going to be important." We just go, <laughs> oh, "Not saying anything. Just wait. Just wait." So Armin and Connie, they see explosives strapped up to the boat, and they tell Daz to take them off. And I put here, too, that it makes sense that Daz would be a part of the, the flock cock squawk. I, because honestly, once again, we got to get our archivist on it. We've said something like, like you at one point said Daz is somewhere around yeah. here. I just didn't think he was alive, or else, yeah, he would have. I would have known for sure he was part of this group. And this is something that I, I'm normally very serious on this podcast. That was actually something that I was completely joking about the entire time <laughs> that Daz would just show up randomly. It is absolutely hilarious that he shows up for half of an episode. So awesome. But uh, it makes total sense, though, considering how mad and scared this guy was in every scene that we ever saw him in, that he would be a part of flock's cock squawk in the fact that you know i love flock i said it once i'll say it you know, say it a hundred times i love him the fact that flock uh, let daz be one of the guys to protect the explosives on like the most important well, really goes to show what kind of members he's got well, on the flock squawk now i've got a theory about that okay i didn't want to say it yet but i'm gonna say it all right say it the explosives are so close the detonator is so close to the boat that he was like, oh, this guy's suicidal. He's like, he'll just blow it up just so he'll die with it. It is a very close <laughs> detonator. You <laughs> should. They got a lot of explosives yeah. on that boat and not that long of a wire. Give it a yeah. little more room. I really think if he did blow it up right here, he would die along with it. So Samuel says, wait, we heard that y'all teamed up. Uh, we teamed up with people from Marley and wanted to get the boat to stop the rumbling. As everyone's face while he's saying that... Including him and Daz, but Armin and Connie, all of their faces look like they've all shit themselves. Yeah, they don't look sketchy at all as they go, uh, uh, no, no, we're not, we're not yeah. with them. And then they go, Phew, thank, thank God. goodness, <laughs> crisis averted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure one of them mumbled that. You just couldn't hear it that <laughs> as well. As Daz is untangling the bunny, crisis yeah. averted. What an upset, by the way, that Daz actually knew how to disarm the explosives. I know. Armin then tries convincing them that they want to save the island. But like I said earlier, their expressions, Armin's not doing a good acting job here at all. 
He normally is a very good actor under pressure. He's not doing well right now. Well, he put on such a good show in front of Flock, and then he gets in the in front of Daz and Samuel, and he starts falling apart. I think he saw Daz's face and was just so, oh my god. He did a better acting job in season one with Annie, and she's like a pretty girl, And but you get in front of Daz and your good buddy Samuel, and it's just too much stress. But but like we said, Armin is thinking to himself while having the worst facial expression. He's like, wow, everything's going according to plan. There will be no blood spilled whatsoever. <laughs> and that's when we get to the calling card. Calling card. Flying boat. Hizuru tech must be used to service the flying boat, which uses ice burst stone as fuel. And since it was designed to observe the rumbling, the craft is capable of long distance intercontinental flight hey chad with gas prices like these i'm thinking about <laughs> switching over to ice burst stone myself oh i see what you did there well hey if you could just dig it out of your own soil your own homeland it wouldn't be as much that's what they're doing don't get it shipped in We come back to Flock, who is just churning those brain gears this guy he's got a lot of thoughts going on in his head He's wondering why they didn't use a locomotive to catch up because it would be much faster than horses. He's like, why would they take the long, slow route? And he's like, and also, they're sneaking around. <laughs> is Flock, and I dare, usually don't dare to say something like this, is he doing a little bit of beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, boop, boop? I think he is. I think he's doing a little bit better beep, boop, bop, beep, boop than Armin is right Whoa. Now. He then says again that trouble should be nipped in the butt. As he shoots four shots and the camera goes away. We've seen this before. But we think that he shot the nerd group, okay? Right now we're thinking, oh, the nerd group is done for. But it cuts back and we see that bitch of a lady. Whoa. Cankles and wrinkles. No, dude. Cheap shots. Screw you. Lady cankles and wrinkles. Cheap shots. This is the boss battle I've been waiting for. Flock versus Kiyomi. She cheap shots the commander of the flock cock squawk. Absolutely cheap shots him. I hate when people do this. And has him pinned to the ground. What was the gunfire? She as she she went and as she took him, he yeah. fired the gun. So okay. it just it just fired in the room, didn't shoot anybody. Yeah, he was trying. Because he got cheap shot. He got cheap shotted, Ronnie. Yeah. Because guns This could happen to anybody. Anybody knows gun safety. When you're in a room filled with both foe, friend and foe, if someone starts to grab you from behind, just shoot it. Maybe yes. something good will happen. Maybe. Just let off a few shots. Maybe something oh, will work out. God, man. But this could happen to literally anyone, okay? Don't slander a guy that gets tackled by an old lady and is pinned to the ground and can't move. This could happen to literally anyone. So reinforcements run in. And as they run in, he tells them to shoot Lady Kiyomi, and Mikasa comes flying through the window and just straight up kicks him in the face. So badass. It what? was a very... I mean, my favorite part was the um, gun smack to the face. Yes. And I liked how, too, she didn't even use blades. She's like, I don't need them. I've got a foot. Ever seen a foot? Think now about Think about like all the cool like sort of action things in this show, stuff like that. Is there one that you would want to do more off the top of your head than... Stomp somebody against a tree? Nope. Swinging through a window and in the same move, like, knocking four people out. Oh, yeah. 
that's uh, that's got to be up there. Top top three at least. Okay. I'd say my other one's stomping somebody against a tree. You're not. A, you're thought... not a titan. You're not a titan. Oh, I'm not a titan. Okay. This is Chaz Chart. Okay. Chaz Chart. If I was Chaz Chart, I would probably be in the exact location of where Daz is right now. <laughs> okay. All right. That's fair. I'm wherever Flagel is. Which is to say, pretty sure dead. He died, right? Didn't he die? He's running that uh, that food company right now. Eating some bread. So Flock then is still pinned down. Can't move against Kiyomi. Shoots his uh, ODM gear and flies out the window. There is no way that he's getting this lady off him. He's got to use that ODM gear. I mean, he's a trained soldier that cannot get an old lady off him. Okay, it could happen to anyone. <laughs> and this is partially, you know, you don't want to overthink the ODM gear. He breaks. What does he shoot? I think I thought he just shot like the wall and then just boom, zoomed up and then flew out the window. Okay, is that am I wrong? He, bro- on that? he broke through a window as well. No, That's, he flew just, through the window. That's how he got out. I mean, I knew he flew through a window. I just, I guess, he just pulled himself against the wall. And, but then there's also like a jet pack sort of thing too with the. He just swung way up in the air. He got way up there yeah, once he it got was out like that he, window. Yeah, he, it's like he used all of his fuel yeah. just to get up there. And at this point, you know, you were doing the notes and you might have paused or something. So I had a moment to like really analyze the uh, physics behind how he got way up there. And I was like, I yeah. don't know how he did that. It really made it seem like he pulled that Bert move when Bert like used all oh. of his fuel to go up in the air and then bombed. Yep. You know what I mean? Yep. So, spoiler, Flock's going to run out of fuel next episode, and that's how he's going to die. Okay. But as he flies out the window, though, he yells at everyone to kill Mikasa, Armin, and Connie. They have betrayed Eldia. If you go back, I, I didn't type them in my notes because it, it's pretty lengthy to type. The number of times in this episode someone says... Everyone's name. Everyone's name yep. instead of like anything like those guys, them, you all. <laughs> Each time they're like... Mikasa, Jean, Connie, Flock. Yeah. <laughs> they just keep saying the names. I'm like, oh, wow, they were really I, I, specifying. You know what's funny here? He only said their three names, so I like to think Jean and Hanji come up, and they're like, oh, they're they're not traitors. He only said the other three, <laughs> yeah. and they just let him shoot them. We're in the clear. Yeah. So the cock squawk is stunned that Mikasa... So yeah, the cock squat is absolutely stunned that Mikasa's in there, and she starts to lead, you know, Lady Kiyomi and the rest of the nerd group downstairs to the basement. And while she's doing that, thunder spears come flying through the window, blow up the room. Luckily, they got out in time. And then she thinks to herself, "Well, I guess we have no choice but to kill them all now." Right. So once they're going downstairs, though, there's more Jaegerus downstairs, and as they're about to shoot Lady Kiyomi. Hanji and Magath, I told you, they're a good team. Good team. Boom. Dome shots to all three of them. Yep, Faze Magath. Kiyomi, she um, she calls Mikasa Lady Mikasa. Did you catch that? Mm-hmm. Love that. I know. And they got cool. headshots by Hanji and Theo. Yeah, they got dome. There's a lot of doming going on this episode. I mean, well, I guess there's a couple body shots, but... 95% of the bullets that are fired in this episode go straight to the dome. Sure do. We then go back to Dasmanian Devil hooking the detonator back up when Armin starts to move closer to him as Samuel gives him three shots 
one to the mouth and two to the body as he just falls straight forward. I mean, bullet through the cheek. It went through his mouth and cheek. Second time this episode. Owie. That is tough, man. I mean, I guess if I want to get shot somewhere, it would probably be the cheek. Yeah, I mean, because if you think about it, like, that probably would hurt, like, least than, well, least fatal. You want to get shot in the shoulder or the cheek. I mean, what do you think would hurt? Well, you're, yeah, you're talking about least fatal. I'm talking about, like, immediate pain. Would a cheek really, would it be worse than, like, a, like, a leg? Because if you think so. about the cheek, it seems pretty like, I mean, yeah, Cheeky. it hurts if you ever yeah. like accidentally bite your cheek. I think the worst pain. Tongue. I think the worst pain would be getting hit like straight to the femur. If you get hit straight in the bone by a bullet, oh my god, I bet that would hurt so fucking bad. Yeah, I mean, the cheeks. You don't want to play that game because there's a lot of other stuff going on around the cheek that would be pretty bad. But if you could just clean shot the cheek compared to yeah. other places, it might be one of the best spot spots you. Armin's mouth was open so much it didn't hit a tooth. I don't know if you noticed it. I don't think it hit a tooth. You don't want a teeth to come flying. The, and we've talked about your small mouth before. You never yeah. would have been so lucky. Yeah, all of my teeth would have been shattered. I've seen newborns with larger mouths than you. You aren't wrong. So yeah, he falls forward and Samuel just starts crying, okay? Our beloved Samuel is crying. Hate, he, to, hate to see this guy like this. And he aims it at Connie. And you know what? You know what I thought right here? Samuel shot Armin because he moved, and then he tells Connie not to move. But he also didn't shoot Connie because he knows Connie can't regenerate. I think our boy Samuel... Yes. Was afraid to actually kill both of them, but he knew he could shoot Armin because mm-hmm. he wouldn't die right mm-hmm. away. And he tells Daz again, he's like, Daz, please hook it back up and blow up the boat. I don't care how close you are. If you die, just do it. Samuel then says, you betrayed us. You said back in season one, we'd retake the lands together and also eat meat together. Yeah. And now that Sasha is gone, there will actually be enough meat for all of us to eat. Mm. There's no heartbreak such as when someone experiences... When they are told by a comrade that they will expand lands and eat meat together just to ultimately be betrayed in the end. And he could have added one more thing. He could have said, and drink booze together. Name a larger heartbreak. Can't do it. Keep going. Don't think about it because you can't do it. Keep going. Expand lands and eat meat together. Yeah. Chaz? That's some Viking stuff. Heartbreak. Imagine how much meat Dr. Genocidal Galapagos and the boys are stepping on right now. I know. That's a lot of wasted meat. I mean, everyone's been worried about the, uh, you know, the civilization part of it. What about... The organs? What about the cows? The soil. They could have grown crops. Yeah. They could have grown crops to then raise the meat on the crops. Stepping on a lot of food potential over there. Think about the fish. We haven't even thought about the fish. There's a lot of fish that can't dodge all the colossals in the water. There sure isn't. And then Connie, I put right here, Connie probably thinks of Sasha when he says that, and that makes him even more sad, okay? Anytime meat's mentioned, there's no way that Sasha doesn't flow through the back of your mind. Meat or potatoes, okay? She's the meat and potatoes of the show. Yeah. I mean, every, every single time. I've watched this show like three years ago. Now anytime someone's like, oh, I'll also have a baked potato, I go, Sasha. <laughs> Samuel then asks, why it had to come to this. And it is sad, man. I know we don't know Samuel. But if you... 
What are you talking? We know this guy. But if you grew up training with people and it had to come to you killing them when you've always been on the same side, that sucks, dude. It sucks, man. Just like when I grew up playing video games mm-hmm. with a bunch of my buddies, we were always on the same team. Yeah. But then as you grow older, you grow from separate games. You maybe like get in the same game. Groups largen. There's only four spots on a squad. Yeah, groups are always largening. That's the thing about groups. They are forever largening. There's only four spots on a squad. Sometimes you run into the group that used to fight, and now you got to kill them. you got to win that battle royale. Sure do. We see more Thunder Spear explosions as Magath and company are now trapped in the basement. Okay, this is not a good spot to be when the Flockcock Squawk has multiple explosives. But they got a plan. They're getting ready to blow up the basement when sad lad Reiner and former ladette cadet Annie fly in. Oh, Oh my chills. I got chills. They fly in behind Flock and transform. Okay, and the female Titan is back, baby. Female Titan, that was a big win. I was worried for Reiner there for a second. He bit himself but did not instantly transform. I was getting ready to DM him our promo code for Tiagra yep. for when you just can't seem to get your little Titan up. Yep. How much is the will discount? You read, will you read the Annie line again? I sure will. I really liked it. it you, I'll read the whole sentence again. The cock squawk is getting ready to blow up the basement. Well, I don't want you to say that part because I... Okay, when sad lad Reiner and former ladette cadet Annie high yeah. in and transform behind the flockery. Connie then uses that distraction to tackle Samuel. And then we get a look at Gabby, Falco, Anya Capone, Yelena, and an awake Levi who looks extremely sad, even though we can't see but 10% of his face. <laughs> and uh, I think he looks just annoyed. You know, he's just sad that all the soldiers have to kill each other. Yeah, I don't think and he cares about them. I think he does. He's always been the guy to care about his fellow he doesn't strike me as a person who's real torn up about Daz. I don't think he's torn up about that. I think he's just sad that he's like, damn, my uh, my crew, because Mikasa and all them, that is his crew. They got to go kill all these people. He's like, that sucks that I'm making them do this again. And here's the other reason. I don't think he's not or incapable of sadness, but he's the kind of guy who's mad at himself that he's not the one doing it. And just making like, them do it. Huh? He's, oh, he's, yeah, yeah. he's sad he's not the one doing it. He's making this. Because, I mean, it. he's done this before. I think about the forest of giant trees. We needed to cut down all of his uh, you know, fellow yeah. scouts. But he did it because he knew it was what he had to do. And right now he knows that he needs to be down there doing this to keep the others more pure. Mm-hmm. And he can't do it. But he probably realized, and too. He's sitting next to Yelena, which is really makes yeah. it even worse. It would be very funny if he... Because she says that line to him where she's like... Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess the killing will never stop. Right. Hey, chill. Yeah. He should have just killed her instantly. He should have said, Stop talking to me. <laughs> I want to see the scene where Hanji is being a good caretaker and changes Levi's bandages uh, for clean ones, and he's just being all stubborn about it. Oh, yeah. You know he is. So we go back to the female Titan. She looks dope, as always. I mean, just beautiful. It's been what? Season. Episode 25 of season one? Long. That's insane. Six, 60 ups. She grabs 
she grabs one of the cock squawks and squeezes it until he just bleeds guts out of himself. See, that's Ugh. right there is a good reason that I don't like the cock squawk. Yeah. To me, it will always be flock squawk, mm-hmm. but what the people that make up flock squawk are cocks. So they're the cock squawks. Yeah, you've kind of you've kind of um, one of the cock squawks. You've adopted the cock squawk, like that's what you were calling them. And I never said anything because you know you can have your opinions too. But I always refer to them as the flock squawk because the, the cocks make up the flock squawk. Okay, and yeah, you're right. It does sound bad when I say one of the cocks gets squeezed until it bleeds. Because then that just doesn't. Yeah, that doesn't we, sound we, good. We kind of teeter totter on that mature yeah. thing again. But that, some people hit the that thirty seconds. Purpose. You know, the, the people get mad when you got to kind of dance around the immatureness, idiot. So then Reiner, Reiner punches three of them down who try to blindside Annie. We've seen a bunch of blindsiding going on here, as she runs up and gives one of her famous kicks. To another three of them. That's my note. Whew. Back in mid-season form, accurate punting of people and covering her nape with her yeah. hand. She punts them into the sea. It's like riding a bike. You get I, hooked up to that yep. female titan, you're just... I did want to see one of those signature uh, stomps, though. I was hoping she'd stomp one of them against the, the building or something, but mm-hmm. that's fine. I liked... We got the kick. Maybe next episode we'll get a stomp. You don't want to play all the hits in the same episode. Yeah. I think that's what it comes down to. So we go back to Connie, who's struggling with Samuel. Um, he's trying to take the gun away from him. <laughs> no one ever struggled with Samuel. Even not Connie. Connie's got this fine... Uh, and Armin gets up with steam just pouring out of that mouth of his as he tackles Daz, but is just so weak because he's got also got two bullets in his stomach. And Daz puts the gun up to Armin's forehead. As Armin is giving the look, one of the saddest looks I think Armin's ever given to somebody. He's just staring at Adaz's soul. And I put here, too, it is a scary look because of his mouth. When somebody right. gets shot in the cheek, it's not the best-looking thing. No. I want to be that for Halloween. I want to be Ooh. Armin with a bullet hole through his cheek for Halloween. Very specific. I I can't begin. Well, here, I'll, I'll let you get to the note. I don't know if you got there yet. But yeah, Daz is scared shitless, though. Armin looks like he's ready to die. I don't know if you caught that or if you thought he was ready to die. Yeah, because usually a telltale sign of someone getting ready to die is when they uh, get up after being shot three times and tackling people who are trying to explode well, things. He let him. He just stared at him while he had the gun to his forehead. Uh, uh, and I'm sure Armin thought the same exact thing I did, which was the note I was waiting for you to get to, which my note was, I cannot begin to explain how unconcerned I was about Daz actually being able to blow the boat up or pull the trigger on Armin. You were, put yourself in Armin's shoes. You got that gun against your forehead. You really think, wow, Daz is getting ready to shoot me. Chaz, this is the guy that at the Battle of Tross survived by crawling into the undercarriage of an outhouse and eating poo to survive. And you thought, wow, this guy, Armin's ready to die. He's just going to let Daz... The blow Daz, his brains out. The Dazmanian oh devil. Oh my god! Watch the, detonates the boat and blows Armin's brains out. <laughs> Watch the show. You, you were really living in a world where you might type that note. Where you were ready, like, oh, is he gonna blow up the boat? Is he gonna shoot Armin in the head? No. Samuel then cries, asking if they're aren't they all friends? And Connie <laughs> says, "We are, but, but." Oh my god. Ar- 
this scene, seriously. As Armin's still staring at Daz, though, he's thinking back to Bert, saying, someone has to stain their hands with the blood. Someone has to do it. And maybe that was even a memory that Bert decided to give Armin. Okay, right here. What? Okay. What? I thought... Are you saying that... Hmm. Yeah, Armin's thinking... Armin's literally got that flowing through his mind of Bert in season two, I think. And when was he saying that? Was he saying it to people or like... That was when Bert was saying that when when everybody was on top of Reiner and Reiner's running away in season two. See, I thought it was Connie remembering Bert saying that because Connie's the one that eventually kills Daz and then kills Samuel. Oh, well, they, it was stuck on Armin's face when Bert was saying that. So if they meant for it to be Connie, that was a pretty bad job of them. Because mm-hmm. it was literally Armin staring directly into Daz while that scene was playing. All right, I might be going out on a limb, but I'll, I'll say that it was Connie just because... You can say it's Connie. I'm going to say it's Armin, and we'll rewatch this afterwards and see which right. one it was. But it, do, it would make more sense for it to be Connie, but also Armin has Bert in his body. And thank you for saying that, because now I feel like I'm in a, I'm in a win-win, because, yeah. you know, either um, it was Connie, or you, it should have been Connie. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> Armin and Connie both heard him yeah. say that. But Connie then yells, and get he starts yelling, okay? He's getting real angry here. Not, well, I don't know if it's angry, or I don't know what it is. And gets the gun from Samuel. He turns to Daz, domes him in the head. Starts crying a little bit and puts the gun mm-hmm. straight to Samuel's face and yeah. shoots three times. Well, I mean, this... And you, holy you... fuck, was that brutal, okay? Oh. And we go to Armin. He still has a hole in his mouth and cheek, steaming with still that scary-ass look in his face, okay? And he keeps thinking back. It goes back to Bert's words again. And I don't know if he's thinking for Connie, but they made it seem like it was for Armin. And then... Over, overtaken by sorrow as a dead corpse with brains scattered beneath him, Ugh. Connie then goes, <laughs> as Armin's going, yeah, end of episode. And I got to backtrack a little bit because I did not like how um, quickly you got to Connie's change of heart where he was able to get the balls to kill to kill these two guys because I thought it was just a very real tear-jerking scene. Connie struggling to kill him. Even though, you know, Daz eats his own shit, Samuel literally just shot Armin three times. But Connie was, oh, he hated to do it. In my eyes, the equivalence to this would be like, say, me and you were on a mission to save the world. Which I could easily see us, you know, one of these uh, days being on. I could see you being on that mission. I would be riding Dr. Gigi right now. And I run across two guys. And I actually met these guys my freshman year of high school. We really hit it off for like 30 minutes. We <laughs> talked about having sleepovers and what kind of pizza we would eat at said sleepover. You sat, at, now, their, you sat at their lunch table for one lunch period? Yeah. But we, I mean, don't get me wrong, we really bonded. And we had good intentions, but we just didn't have classes together. We ran in separate circles. So we never really linked up like I thought we were going to. Okay, But now, time has passed. Perhaps six-ish years. Haven't talked to him since. We have different ideals, different missions. Differences that lead to said momentary high school companions to shooting you three times 
once in the mouth, I give you my word, buddy. I will not hesitate to kill those people Thank that you. I thought I was going to have a. Thank you. What if I had regeneration powers? Still wouldn't bother me. Okay. Thank you. I I would do the same for you. I appreciate that. Matter of fact, I would kill the whole world for you. I would stop him. All <laughs> oh, whoa, got a little creepy there at the end. I was I would not kill the whole world for you. End of episode. So there we are. Um, I mean, I know you made fun of it, but I did think it was semi-emotional there. Yeah, the yeah, I definitely did not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, was, I mean, thought if, it was pretty if, funny if that anything, they were. Anything, if anything, it would be not because it's Samuel, but the fact that Connie's on top of somebody and blows their head off is. It doesn't matter who it is. That'd be pretty traumatizing because Connie has never done anything like right. that. Yeah, I, don't get me wrong. I mean, I think it, you know, it can do some more stuff for Connie or whatever. But it's not that I didn't enjoy it because while some people might have been sitting there being like emotional, being like, "Oh my god, I can't believe this is happening," I was doing it, it a was different way where I was sitting there going, "Oh my, this is so awesome." Yeah, that Isayama really was. Tra- he was like, "Oh, I'm squeezing a little bit of emotion out of Daz and Samuel." I know, it's so awesome. And also too, <laughs> just the fact that Daz. Just gets one shot to the dome and then falls in the sea and we never see him again. Or or it happened like this where he he's going, he's going, okay, I've written a masterpiece. This is one of the best things entertainment could do. I've got all these characters. All of them are so built up. And then he starts looking at his characters. He's like, okay, they're all pretty spoken for. They're either on the stew crew now. Aaron's off doing this. You know, there's some other moving pieces do I have any um, old school people that could be on the team that I built up? And then he goes, Ugh, I've got I've got Daz and Samuel. Those are the two guys I could... Yeah. And he goes, screw it. It'll be funny. Yeah, I guarantee you that's what he's thinking. <laughs> he's also thinking too, he's like, who would Flock put in charge of the explosives? Daz. He's like, I'm writing this shit in. He's like, Hitch? He's like, no, she wouldn't be on the Flock Squawk. That wouldn't make sense. I, I guess I gotta go with Daz and Samuel. <laughs> Daz, the fact that we got Daz again, I mean, fuck Samuel, the fact that we got Daz again was a treat. You know you know, he was pulling that back up like, oh, this is, they're going to love this. Yeah. Daz and, is back in action. And even, I'm really thinking about this, when you got to come up with a show like this and you got so many, you know, it seems easy to make a bunch of names, but at a certain point, you got to start making a game out of it. And I'd like to think that he was like, okay, this Samuel guy, he's a member of the cadets, but I'm not going to write a whole lot for Samuel. Yeah. And he's like, at the time, he's like, oh, my girlfriend's brother is named Samuel. I'll give him a little shout out. Get me in good with the fam. Yeah. But now he broke up with her like four years ago. And he, now he's laughing. He's like, oh, Samuel, I remember that prick. He's getting ready to die at the hands of Connie. Yeah, let's give him three bullets to the head. And then he's like, Daz, that's not even a real name. I can't believe I made the guy's name Daz. Daz. I know. Anybody that has a name similar to that is that's awful. Speaking all right, of that, all right, Chaz, I, you got anything else to say? I do. Um, <laughs> Tom Brady just came out of retirement. That's just happened now. I figured I would say that. No, out loud he for did the podcast. not. Yeah. Do you want to spend forty-five minutes talking about what bullshit that is? Oh, what a long two-month retirement. I what, mean, that is awesome. Two months seems generous too. Hey, what changed? What is that guy up to now? Hey, that guy. He started. Having to deal with his family, and he's like, "Fuck this! I'm going back to football." I guess so. I mean, Tom Brady, the uh, the what's the the path of his career 
And for me, it's been so crazy. And he's joining the Falcons. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, you think you did, you hated him in New England or whatever, but then he got so old and he was still doing it, and then you had to kind of respect it. Then he goes to Tampa Bay. He's wearing, you know, snapbacks backwards, and he's tossing <laughs> trophies across the water, and you're like, well, this guy fucking rips. He does. You're like, sure, he, you know, he's very, um, kisses his kids very seductively. Yeah, sure. And it's not weird, okay? And I, I hear people, and I hear people who haven't seen it and be like, "Oh, it's normal for parents to kiss kids on the lips." I know. Yeah. I gave Lars many a kiss on the lips when I was a young lad, but he, Tom Brady, takes it to a next level. And but you didn't strap onto him when you were twelve, and didn't strap onto any... him. And I, I wonder, I, I wonder if you watched this latest episode and he nine. was like, "You know what, Daz just returned. I think I'm gonna make a comeback." So where is he? He's not going back to Tampa Bay, right? Where's he going? What What does it say? Is it Schefter? He's returning to Tampa Bay. What is it? What are you seeing? Uh, Read it to me. Breaking. Brady is coming back. Cancels retirement. Seven-time Super Bowl champ says he's returning to the Buccaneers for oh. 2022. Source? Uh, that is NBC Sports. All right. What a fun... We're breaking that news to someone. Th- that's incredible. Daz and Brady return in the same day. And Samuel. It's almost, some would say poetic. Some would say poetic. Wow. Incredible. All right. Well, um, oh, I, we got to plug the Discord. This week on the Discord, we talked about uh, Chad and I's adult basketball team where we thought we av- uh, adverted a crisis. Spoiler alert, yep. we did not. We did not. Also, we do this hot, hot new segment called Chaz Keeps Up with the Kardashians. Really suggest. You said Discord? You mean on the Patreon? Did I say Discord? Yeah. I gotta plug the Patreon. Patreon, yes. Discord, you don't pay us. Join that too. Links in the description. Go pay us on Patreon is what I was saying. $5 tier, that's it. Yep, yep. Because we tell you, you keep up with the Kardashians. Just don't drive for a few miles. Save up that five. Throw it to us, okay? Yeah. I mean, in times like these, everyone's got money to spare. Give us some. Oh, we're in a good spot right now. All right. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast Chronic. Yeah. I've been Ronnie. Follow us on YouTube. There's Me. an episode next week, right? And then we take a week off. Is that how it I goes? I believe so. We've got, a, yeah, episode next week, week off. And then it's the final episode of the season. There's two more. It doesn't feel real. And it's then, crazy. And then either the finalist or finaler uh, season of mm-hmm. part three of the final season will come out after that, or we get a film. I'm looking around. The time clock for or the countdown for our relevancy is quickly dwindling. Yes, it is. I've been Ronnie. I've been Chatty. Peace. Peace.